Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, this is The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Today's Blitz Rewind starts now. Your Astros last night, lots of no hitting going on for a while there. Yeah. One thing I'll say about Odorizzi, you don't need him to be a stud. You need him to be what Wade Miley was for you during the regular season before he melted down. You just need a guy who's going to put up good numbers against bad teams and give you that fifth-day starter. And, boy, he did it last night. Now, to be fair, it is the Orioles. And they can't hit their way out of a box. But, you know, everybody else gets to play the Orioles. Yeah. And and even Philadelphia, the whole trust the process thing. Did it really work? I mean, you made it to a couple conference finals, if that was the big goal. Okay, so that's where the Rockets were. Here's the thing about the process. Like, if you're that team and you're that bad for that long, sure, if you say in three years you'll be in the Eastern Conference Finals, at the time you're like, hell yeah, let's take it. Right. But then once you get there, you're like, did this thing even work? We didn't win a single title. Here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we are back on the Blitz. Hour number three, 713-780-ESPN. Your number 713-780-3776. Or you can get it on the Blitz Facebook page. Find the Blitz. Click like. You're good to go. There's Twitter at Fred Fowler, F-A-O-U-R. At AJ is the real. At Aaron is Blitz. At Degenerates975. You can text the show. You know the number for that. Uh, watch us on Twitch. Twitch.tv slash ESPN975. And uh, if you missed the first two hours, some of what you missed... Pretty sportsy for the most part. Um, I have a little NFL here for you, Mr. Hoffman. I love the NFL. Uh, I love professional foosball matches. The score did the top 30 players in the NFL over the age of 30. That's rare. Usually it's always like under 25. Who's the best young talent? These are the best olds. Okay. So this is kind of in your your wheelhouse. You should appreciate this. I should. Yeah. What about you? Oh, I'm too old for any of this. Well, okay. These guys are close to your age. Like they're they're 45 and stuff. Okay. Uh let's let's start with uh Thomas Brady. Is, did he make the list? Uh Thomas Brady who is uh 2 years younger than you at 43 is number <laughs> nope, 1 on the list. He's definitely <laughs> 3 years older than I am. Well, he's number 1 on the list. You should be proud of him. You should say, "Hey big brother, good job. Number 1." Okay. No, that's number one. Let's go. Oh, uh, what about our boy J.J. Watt who just left? J.J. Uh, Watt is scrolling, 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 scrolling. I guess I should start with the guys who are 17th. Still, okay, let me start with the guys who are still really good. Yeah, yeah. Th- yeah. This is pretty obvious here at the top. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is still uh, really good. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is number two at 37 years old. Yeah. Russell Wilson is over 30 now, which is pretty wild to think about. Uh, Russillo Wilson, 32 years old, number four. Um, let me get let me get through the quarterbacks real quick. I'm guessing Matthew Ryan is still uh, on this list. Um, number 11. Okay. Uh, Matt Stafford should be on that list. Uh, Matt Stafford, number five. Ooh. I don't that's, know. That's, I don't know if there's that's a, a lot of respect. Uh, I don't know if there's that big of a difference between Stafford and Ryan. I mean, uh, they're both Matts. I mean, I don't know what. That's right. Hmm. Um, what other quarterbacks could I be missing? Oh, one of your absolute favorites of all time. Uh, oh, Kirk Cousins. Is he on there? Uh, number twenty-one, but that's not who I was referring to. 
One of my favorites of all time. Is that a sarcastic one of my favorites of all time? I, I don't know. I didn't. Did I put a sarcastic emoji on it? I, I might have. Font. I might have. I don't know. Uh, let's. Oh, is, is Tannehill on the list? Ryan Tannehill, number nine. All right. Oh, that's that's egregious. <laughs> Ryan Tannehill greater than Matt Ryan? I don't know. Man. That's yeah. Mm. Okay. All right, so you, your quarterbacks are all accounted for. So now, oh, okay. now you're going to have to do some thinking. Now let's do some thinking. Let's. Uh, well, we know there's probably no running backs on that list. Well, let me see. Um, I can't think of any of the older running backs who I would say, yeah, that guy should be on the list. Um, so I'm going to go no, no running backs. Uh, the correct answer is no running backs. Okay. Let's do wide receivers in. Okay. Um, Julio probably still barely hanging on. Uh, actually, Julio was higher than you thought. Number eight. Oh wow! Yeah. When did this list come out? Uh, today. I mean, yeah, last few days here. Okay. Um. Travis Kelsey's not a not a tight end. Travis Kelsey, receiver, it, it doesn't matter, but he's on. on the list, yeah. It, it, Gronk's probably washed off of this list by now. Yeah, uh, he's he's told. Tra- Travis Kelsey's number seven. Well, that's good. Julio's good number Travis eight. Kelsey. So, I don't, I'm A.J. Green, there's no way. Let's let's move to offensive line. Uh, Gronk is on here, number 19, sorry. Okay. Uh, uh, let me make sure there's no more uh, receivers on here. Yeah, no more receivers. Uh, Zach Martin. Trent Williams, Andrew Whitworth. All right, slow down. Okay. Trent Williams is number three. Okay. On the list at 32 years old. Uh, your next offensive lineman is Andrew Whitworth. Okay. 39 years old. Zach Martin is number 13. Okay. Andrew, Andrew's at 12. Zach Martin's at 13. Who's your other one? Um, I said Williams, Whitworth. Martin, let's go. Dwayne Brown. Dwayne Brown. Ding, 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 ding. Uh, number twenty nine on the list. Barely made it. Am I all out of offensive linemen? Um, no. There's a couple centers on here. You'll probably never oh, get. Oh, uh, Jason Kelsey. Number twenty seven on the list. Another center. Uh, I'll give you a hint. This one was in the news in the off season for a weird reason. Hmm. Okay, let, let's uh, let, let's let's stick a, a pin in that one. I'm going to go to defense. Okay, Von Miller. Uh, let me get back to the top of the list here. Okay, making it difficult on me. Um, let's see. Not he's not the highest guy. Ooh. In um, fact, uh, scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. Um, don't see. He's 22 on the list. Oh, okay. Uh, Cam Hayward. Uh, Cam Hayward is, I think, number 12. Okay. Nope, I'm wrong about that. He's 10. Excuse me. Okay, that's solid. Yeah. I think that is also your second highest rated defense guy. Mm. Oh, Chandler Jones. Chandler Jones is on the list, but he is not who I was referring to. Uh, Chandler Jones checks in at number 16, one spot ahead of JJ. Who else is an elite defender at this point? Because there's like... Stephon Gilmore and Richard Sherman, but those guys aren't. Yeah, those guys are on the list. They're, uh, both of them are. They're they're further down. Sherman's at uh, twenty four, and um, I can't. I, 
Gilmore is at 20. Okay. And you missed a receiver. Antonio Brown's on here, too. Oh, okay. So. Uh, oh, Bobby Wagner. Bobby Wagner Bobby is, is the highest rated defend, uh, person on this list at number six. 30 years old. He, plus, he's only 30. I mean, he's barely on this list. I can't think of really anybody else. That so I'm, I'm like, going to recap the top 10 for the people, and then we can... We can okay. Have I missed uh, anyone that like you're, you're going to be like, oh, obviously No, Wagner, Wagner was the only one, okay. and, and you got him. So Brady is one. Rodgers is two. Trent Williams, three. Uh, Russell Wilson, four. Matthew Stafford, five. That one's the one that seems... Boy, that's wild. Yeah, that's a little much. Bobby Wagner, six. Travis Kelsey, seven. Julio Jones is eight. Uh, Tannehill nine also feels very high. Yeah, Cameron Hayward is ten. Okay, and then Matt Ryan, all those. Matt Ryan eleven. You got all these so far. Andrew Whitworth twelve. Zach Martin thirteen. Uh, you don't have fourteen or fifteen, which are both defensive players. Hmm. Uh. And I already told you, sixteen's Jones, seventeen is JJ. So you actually have eighteen is also a defensive player. Man. 19 is Gronk, and 20 is Gilmore. So there's three defensive players in here that you haven't gotten yet that are 14 through 18. Basically. Are any of them names? And I'm going to go, oh, obviously that guy. Um, One of them, yeah. Are maybe these two. like a lifetime achievement, guys? Uh, is Harrison Smith one of them? Uh, Harrison Smith is one of them. Okay, He's so number it's a 50. lifetime achievement award. Well, sort of. I mean, they, they, I mean you, they're expecting them to still be good players at this age. I don't know if Harrison Smith is, but he I, is on the list at 15. I think I'm going to give up. I, I'll let you read me the rest because I'll just sit here and go uh, hum and haw for the rest of the show. You, you would have had Levante David. Come on. I should have thought of 14. Levante David. Uh, Jason Pierre-Paul. I regret not thinking of him. Yeah, uh, But that's also sort of a lifetime achievement. Uh, he, he was pretty good for them last year. Yeah, he was. He was. That's true. And I think you can still play. Okay, uh, Von Miller, you got at 22. Uh, Rodney Hudson was the center I was referring to at number 23. You did not get him. Sherman was 24. Antonio Brown, 25. Cameron Jordan, 26. Did I guess him or no? Uh, you did not. Jason, okay. Jason Kelsey, you did guess at 27. Demario Davis at 28 from the Saints. Dwayne Brown, one of your favorite players at 29. And, of course, number 30, Brandon Graham. Okay. So... He's actually gotten better with age, Brandon Graham. Yeah. So if you throw, uh, now if you threw that team together, well, of course you couldn't do it because you have all the quarterbacks and you don't have a running back. Right. Well, you know what? <laughs> put put Thomas Brady at running back. Yeah. So I don't know. I think uh, it'll be real interesting to see what happens with uh, with Stafford, I, I think he's going to have a, a huge year with the Rams. I think they're going to be much better. Who would be older, that team or the Texans? Oh, the Texans. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't uh, that sad? The Texans have the oldest team in the league, and they didn't have a single guy named on this top 30 players you know over what? 30. This group has better running backs than the Texans. That is true. I'd hand it <laughs> off to Gronk. Uh, you, you know what? I, I'd, I'd just as soon do that. Yeah. Yeah. I hand it off to Ryan Tannehill. He used to be a wide receiver. He played running back. He, yeah, he's versatile. Because I don't think he's going to start over Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady. So, yeah, I figure give me one of those quarterbacks. <laughs> but you could put together a pretty damn good right, – take the quarterbacks out of it. Especially a good defense. Yeah, and the offensive line you got – The offensive line's great. Yeah, you get Trent Williams in there. 
I like your I like your receiving core. Um, yeah, I I could see this I could see this working out. It's about time they give some respect to the old guys. Yeah, but this, this team would eat the Texans' soul. <laughs> they they could they could sign Aaron to come play running back. All right, quick break. Wait, would I be an NFL player? Uh, no, this is a fictional <laughs> only thing. If, only if you made it the 53-man roster. You, mm. You'd have to get that far. I mean, there's only 30 on that roster, so... Well, then you'd be 31. I guess you'd make it. So we brought up a good point. Khalil Mack not on that list. He just turned Ooh. 30. Yeah, I, I, I didn't think of Khalil Mack as a 30-year-old man. I didn't either. That That's a, uh, a fair point. Time flies when you're having... Well, how old's Clowney? Not that he would be on the list. Yeah, but, uh, I, I think he's probably. I'm, I'm guessing he's over. Is that isn't that crazy? When you think of Clowney, do you think, <sighs> oh, that's a 30 year old man? No, it feels like he it should does. Be it does seem like he's been around for a long time. Now I gotta look him up. Uh, Thir- 28. 28. Okay. Okay. So he's not 30. It's more reasonable. All right. Quick break. It's the Bliss out of ESPN 975925. <laughs> Listening to the Blitz on ESPN 97.5. You are listening to the Blitz on ESPN 97.5 and on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios. Here's Fred Fowler and AJ Hoffman, and we're back on the Blitz. 713-780-ESPN is your number. 713-780-3776. If you want to get in. Boy, it's like trying to kill all the mosquitoes, Fred. You can't kill all the mosquitoes. Eh, no, no. I just, I, I mean, like I said. Um, Scott it, McGrath can. Yeah. He'll kill them all. I think but, he'll kill all the termites, but mosquito. there's a lot of mosquitoes. But no, but we always say is we need to be more responsible as an organization because it's got our name on it. Yeah. And... You know that's that's something that that can come back to get us if we're not we're not properly monitoring things. So I don't want to get sued. Well, I won't get sued. You you guys will get sued because you're the ones that don't care. Um, but you know what? That was uh. So he's bringing up some other guys. I I don't like Frank Gore. No, no. T. Y. Hilton. No. Richard Sherman was on the list. Larry Fitzgerald's dead. Um, and Adrian Peterson. Nah, he, no, and then uh, Patrick Peterson. No, no. I, I, I thought I thought about those guys as lifetime achievement guys. Maybe I should have said them, but no, they weren't on the list. So I was right. Yeah, guys were wrong. Well, it doesn't make them wrong. No, they were wrong. So, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, but uh, I mean, those are good suggestions. It's just, and there's no Texans made that list. Like I don't even know a Texan that, I mean, unless Larry McTunsil ages five years, he could get on there. How old is he? Old, how old He's is twenty-seven. He? Okay, so three. But, um, it, it's it's like Mark Ingram's on your team. He's over thirty. <laughs> is yeah. that it? Is that it? Well, that, yeah. that's that's what we need to do. We need to do the the best Texans over thirty. All of them. Uh, yeah. Mark Ingram. Yes. All right. Aaron, give me a 
Give me a list of these guys. Uh, I can tell Tyra Taylor's over 30. Okay. That's, that's probably your best guy. Um, my Google machine is slow. Hold on. I'll get, I've got the full roster. They've got Mark Ingram. They've got John Weeks. Oh God. Stop. Is David Johnson over 30? Yeah. I think he is. I don't know that he is. I think he's 31. Is Rex Burkhead still on the Texans? All right. So let's count up for everybody 30 and older. Okay. We've got Justin Britt. All right, he, he's okay. Rex Burkhead. Yeah. Seriously. Randall Cobb. Mm. Whitney Merciless. Donkey. And Joe Thomas. That rounds out all the 30-year-olds. Okay. 31, Mark Ingram. Lane Taylor. Who? Tyrod Taylor. L- who's Lane Taylor? He's like he that really good offensive. Green Bay. He's like really good offensive lineman that played for the Eagles. You know, uh, oh, that's Lane Johnson. Yeah. That's amazing. I think you just made up a person on me, Aaron. All right. I mean, his picture does kind of look like they just took a random face and put a Packers jersey on it. Uh, then you're older than 31. You've got two 33-year-olds, Marcus Cannon and Andre Roberts. Oh, I forgot Andre Roberts. Yeah. It's it like Andre Roberts Mar- has been around thir- forever. 33 is not old for an offensive lineman, especially a guy who sat out a year. And then your oldest member of the of the squad, John Weeks, at 35 years old. What about, is Randall Cobb? Did you say him? Yeah, he, he did yeah, say okay. Randall Cobb. Somebody says one Texan year equals five human years. It really does. <laughs> it really does. Mm. Now do the all uh, under 25 team. There's like, it, it, like, it's the rookies. That's who it is. They don't have anybody under 25. Uh, that's not true. They've I'm, got a, They've got quite a few. Besides the rookies? Yeah. Okay, give me some. So we're counting 25 as well, right? No, Just 20, like the under 25. And and no, on the, on the under 25 list, you, once you're 25, you're aged out. Okay. Uh, your favorite, Kahali Waring. Oh, yeah. He's he's still there somehow. Some, somebody, he won't be on the roster, right? I don't see any I, way, he, right? He's not making that team. Something named Jordan Steckler. Okay. Tremont Smith. Max Sharping. Justin Reed. Charlie Heck. Oh, this is a joke. Uh, Jonathan Gennard. Tay Davis. Kiki QT. Oh, he's good. Jaron Christian Sr. I don't know what that is. Uh, he's got to be an Easterby guy. This is honestly... This is, I Char- mean, Charles Amenahu. Uh What was better? When, they, when, the Texans, when the Texans had... An expansion team or this? Like, this is an expansion team roster is what you're reading. It, 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 here's here's another. Since, since we're on Texans lists, these are your 10 best returning Texans based on PFF grades. Oh, this will be good. Not including Deshaun Watson because we're not counting him as a okay. returning Texan. Laramie uh, Tunsil. Uh, Laramie Tunsil is third on the list, 75.4. Ooh, okay. So there were actually two players better than him. I'm interested in this. Um, would you care to guess who the players were? Again, no Deshaun. Uh, Brandon Cooks. Brandon Cooks, number one on the team at 81.1. I, I don't think you're ever guessing the other one because he didn't play enough. But, uh, but when he did, he was pretty effective. Hmm. Yeah, I won't guess. Pharaoh Brown, the tight end. Oh, okay. All right, so those are your top three. Care to guess number four? <sighs> uh... Think tight end. Oh, no. Jordan Akins. Really? 71.8. 
Okay. Your two two of your top four returning players are tight ends, and well, what did you draft? Luckily, you drafted a tight end, and that's not even counting the one the last one you drafted. Uh, so next on the list is Randall Cobb at seventy one point six. Of course, he was hurt. Okay, uh, guy that you you tend to disrespect all the time, Bradley Roby, seventy one point five. Okay, uh, now we're th- this is I don't disrespect Brad, Bradley Roby. I just like if Bradley Roby's your number one corner, you're in bad shape because he's. He's not a number one corner, and the Texans are in bad shape, so it works out. Well, it's some of these it's just because I got on the field once. Dontrell Hilliard is next at <laughs> 70.3. Does Zach Cunningham make the list? Uh, not yet. Kiki QT, 68.2. Okay. Lonnie Johnson, 65.5. And he's in the top 10? And finally, your swing tackle, Roderick Johnson, oh, 64.5. So no Zach Cunningham, no Merciless. So nobody who makes no any Justin money. Reed. Yeah, <laughs> none of, none of those guys. Actually, Brandon Cooks makes money. That's true. Now that's a sad list. That it really is. Mm. This this is worse than an expansion roster. Like the Texans should ask to redraft the expansion draft and just dump everybody, put everybody back in the pool, and just have an expansion draft again. Start from <sighs> scratch. They'd be better off. That's crazy. Yeah, this is, uh, yeah, and the only hope here is that you find a few of these guys that you signed to one-year deals that turn out to be good enough players that you keep around. But, man, there's there's a lot of, if you think of that as a Madden roster and those are your your Madden scores, this team's terrible. I mean, that that just, we, we know that. There's nothing new. But, uh yeah, you know, and see, th- this is kind of Aaron's fault. I've been going to that Texans wire to see what kind of stuff they can come up with after after that. What three reasons to be all in on the Texans thing, which is probably as dumb as as I've heard in a while. And one of these, they have uh, Texans twenty twenty two NFL draft target A and M receiver Aeneas Smith. Mm. Uh, we'll get a little fingers crossed. Is- yeah, what a disaster! I'm so I'm so glad that I'm not gonna like. It's not gonna be my job to go into work and talk about the Texans anymore. That's honestly like there's there's some things I'm gonna miss. I love our listeners, you know. I love the city of Houston. I'm not gonna miss going to work and having to talk about the Texans. Like that's just it's it's been so miserable, and I, it'll just be it'll be a weight lifted. And then when like we're saying, okay, what are we talking about today? No one will say the Texans. No one will say, well, we should maybe hit on the Texans. No, they won't. Did Miles Straw just go yard? Uh, no, it bounced off his glove. Oh, then that's a home run. No, it didn't leave the park. It bounced off his glove, hit the wall, and. Uh, let's see. Let's take let's let's take a closer look. They're gonna look at. Let's it, go to VAR here. If Miles Straw just went yard on you, you should have to leave the league. That's a home oh, run, yes. friends. Yeah, it, that bounced off a of feller's chest yep. and back into the field of play. That is a home run ball, top of the fence, off an Astro fan chest, and the fan got, was trying to get out of the way. Yep, that's a home run. Is that Miles' first that's, of the year? No, he hit one the other no. night. Oh, yeah, okay. 
So it's his That's second, his third of his oh, career. That was nearly fan interference. I want if his glove touched. I don't. I don't think it did. But it hit his, one of the gloves. I don't know which one. I couldn't tell because it's. It didn't hit the Orioles player's glove. No, no. You know how fans. I just say the Orioles player because I don't recognize any of their players' names. I actually have two Baltimore Orioles on my fantasy team, which is in seventh place. That could be why. That's why your fantasy team's in seventh place. That's what I'm saying. Orioles, yeah, yeah. I, and honest, I know their last names. I don't know their first names. I'd have. I'll, let me look at my roster. I'll tell you who they are. Uh, Ryan Mountcastle and Cedric Mullins. Are they in the lineup tonight? Mountcastle. Mountcastle. That's a fairly unique name. Yep. Uh, it's their leadoff man and their four hitter. So. Like Mountcastle is in the lineup. Mullins is zero for one. Okay. Apparently, they went down in order in the. Uh, that's yeah. a home run by Miles yeah. Straw. That's yard, baby. Run it out. Trot it out, Miles. Miles, what are you coming out to argue, Coach? <laughs> that's a home run, friend. That's a round tripper. Miles Straw, who was hitting two fifty three before that. So the game's over now, right? Oh yeah. It should be. That should just be forfeit. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, Monstral's. I mean, it's it's just a power surge, guys. Who is this? This Lopez. Whoever Lopez is needs to. He needs to go to AAA Southampton County or that's, wherever. That's they're, Brooke Lopez. That's not Brooke Lopez no. or Ryan Lopez. That's Hideki Lopez, I think. Uh, it's Jorge Lopez. Mm. He's from Puerto Rico. It'd be Jorge, pack your bag, uh, mother ERA, is what I'd say. ERA, last seven days, 1038. So. <laughs> Jorge, get your ass out of my clubhouse. Oh, <laughs> man. Terrible. So, uh, if Machete homers, uh, he, he doesn't even get to go to the minors. Yeah, M- Machete checking in with a 168 average, <laughs> with a 247 on base. So, all right, we're going to take a quick break. Don't go anywhere. It's a Blitz on ESPN 97.5-92.5. ESPN 97.5. This is the Blitz. On ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we're back on the Blitz. Miles Straw has hit home run to give your Astros a 1-0 lead. Could be a big night. Got uh, It's your Astros against the uh, the lowly O'Reilly's. And then you have... Oh, oh, oh. Orioles. I think they have to be the O'Reilly's until they actually start winning some games. Guess what I'm eating for dinner tonight? Shark. I'm taking a step that I think should have been taken a long time ago. I didn't know who would be the first to do it, but I'm glad this is happening. If you were to order a bucket of fried chicken and you had your choice of any piece you wanted, what piece do you go for, Fred? I'm a leg guy. Aaron? Uh, leg or thigh. 
I'm a thigh man. I think the thigh is the best part of the chicken. I think it's the most flavorful. And Wingstop has now, because of the chicken wing shortage, has turned into thigh stop. And I'm trying it tonight. I'm up for this. And, and listen, if we're being honest, and I love chicken wings. I love uh, I love to eat chicken wings. I love the flavor of them. But if you if I've got that bucket of chicken, the last piece I'm grabbing is a wing. It's the least amount of meat and the most amount of work. To be honest, true. Well, and if they're cooking it in the same at the same time that they're cooking the other parts, it's always they a little overcooked. Yeah, they're overcooking it because there's less meat and it's too lean. Now at a wing place, they don't do that because no. they are only cooking wings and flappers, flats and yep. flappers. Or flats yeah, and, like, and but I'm going drums. To, if I'm going to like Frenchies or something, I agree that those taste better. I just like the ease of the the leg. Yeah, and you know, and, and when you when you get good fried chicken, and there's nothing wrong with the but I've, with any of it. I've always wondered why wing places don't like toss thighs in buffalo sauce. So. I'll let you know tomorrow how thigh stop went for me. I, I I I like the concept. I do too. And I'll be honest, the wing stop's not always my go-to spot, but they're the ones who pulled the trigger on thigh stop. So guess where I'm going? Wing stop, thigh stop. You know who's protesting outside thigh who? stop? Deshaun. Mm, yeah. Oh, uh, well, never wants to it, stop at the thigh. No, it'd be thigh go. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, you know that. Or it'd be booty hole stop. Uh, see, I've been trying to keep the them playing with his booty out of my head, and you keep trying to bring it up. And you know, I'm, I mean, I, I I'm haunted enough by the air humping, and I'm, I've been trying to avoid the whole getting his butt played with thing. That's a big deal, Fred. You, I mean, like we said earlier, it's to, to whatever to whatever people are into. That's their thing, right? Yeah, I just don't need the visual of it. I feel sorry for his center is all for all those years. But somebody said I'd prefer breast stop. I think they have a, there's a club named that. Yes. So. Yeah, I'm not a breast, like, well, I mean, not a chicken breast man. That one you have to work a little bit for. And it's also, I mean, it's, let's face it, the white meat is flavorless. All right. Let's. Let's just let's let's say what it is. It's just like uh, when you eat turkey on Thanksgiving. Does anyone like the white meat? Um, yeah, with with, with, good, gravy. with gravy. Yes, yeah. sure. Yes, but by itself. No, I prefer dark meat by itself. But, yeah. I, but with gravy, I prefer white meat. I say the white meat for sandwiches afterwards. White meat is fine, and it's go, but it's gonna have like you know like a some sort of a an aioli or I say aioli like. Mayonnaise, I guess, is what a what, what or Miracle Whip, whatever people put on it. Put one side with the white meat, gravy all over it. The other side with mashed potatoes, gravy all over it, and then smash it all together. Okay, that'd work. That'd work. And every now and then, put a little bit of cranberry sauce oh, on there to give it the sweet. Oh, you ruined it. I don't like that. Cranberry sauce, is my least favorite topping or my least favorite yeah. side on for me. Thanksgiving. I think it's gross. I, I I'm in 100 percent agreement on that. If I can see the ridges from your can, that's just vile. No, to I'm me. talking actual cranberry, like. Sauce cranberries, not, yeah, cr- not I don't like cranberry that jelly. You, those came, I mean, those came out of a can too. You, you make them yourself. You're wasting your time. Yeah, it's, it sucks just as much. Sorry, no one likes that. Yeah. I don't even like cranberry juice to be honest. I'd probably rather have a urinary tract infection than drink cranberry juice. It's kind of the same thing. They're like, 
oh, there's only one way to fix it. And I say, well, I guess this way. Wait, what'd you have to drink for your gout? Uh, Cherry juice. Oh, cherry cherry juice. juice. juice I just remember going and looking for juice at Whole Foods. Yeah, Mm. it gave me the runs. It was pretty intense. Um, And it didn't really fix my gout. Actually, I had to get, I'm on full-time gout medication now. I take a pill every day. Because the doctor basically told me, he's like, listen, your uric acid levels are through the roof. Here's your options. You can either stop eating red meat and drinking alcohol, or you can take a pill every day for the rest of your life. Yeah, kind and I of, said, well, sir, I'll take that magic pill. Kind of what they told me about my medication yeah. for something different. Just said, yeah, you can stop drinking every day the rest of your life, or you can take this You didn't have day. the gout? Didn't have the gout, no. Oof, you lucked out. I had uh, high blood pressure. Oh, yeah. I'd and, much rather and, have that than the gout. And high blood sugar. But you know what? I take one pill for each a day, and guess what I don't have? High blood pressure or high blood Do sugar? Do your erections ever last longer than eight hours? Uh, not eight. Like, there's been some six-hour ones in there. <laughs> so It's rough. Yeah, well. You should, see a, you should see your physician if that happens again. Uh, if she were hot, I would. <laughs> Uh, see, I'm, now I'm getting canceled. Hashtag yeah, me too. Terrible of you. Uh, I actually need to get it. I, I'm, I'm on my third general practitioner now in the last three years because my other guy, um, I, I can't get in to see him anymore. So What? It's a long story, but uh, so I got to find a new one. That's terrible. So if anybody knows a really good one, preferably in the medical center, feel free to hit me up. I think there's a lot of good doctors in the medical center. I bet you'll find one. I, I bet I will. <laughs> I bet I will. But yeah, so. I, I, I'm curious how thigh stop is going to work out. So I'll let you guys know tomorrow if this was any good or if it God. was a uh, if it was a terrible move by them. I really, really feel like stopping and getting fried chicken on the way home now. I mean, fried not, chicken, not necessarily thigh stop, but just fried chicken. I mean, why don't you get thigh stop? Uh, I don't know that there's one near me. Okay, so no, nah, but I. There's like a Popeyes and a Frenchie's near me. Oh, oh that works. I, I could go for that. Well, yeah, you got that Popeyes two for a dollar fifty or something, right? You can go with that. Yeah, I don't know. I, I haven't had Popeyes in a while. I'm just waiting to find out if the uh, the wife is going to be out all night with her friends again, or, and I have to fend for myself for dinner. In which case, that's what I'll do. I always uh, struggle with Popeyes because I've eaten Popeyes in Louisiana. And honestly, it's, Texas Popeyes just ain't the same. No, it's not. That's why when you go to Louisiana, you can't eat Popeyes there because it'll just ruin it for you here. Yep. But see, that's that's everything in Louisiana. There's a like, I you go to a McDonald's in Lafayette, and it's unlike anything you, in any McDonald's anywhere, right? Because they use all this Cajun seasoning on it and stuff. It's fantastic. So like I I would I would make a point to stop at McDonald's in Lafayette. Because you order a sandwich and it is just, it was amazing. Now, I don't know if McDonald's made him stop doing that. But yes, the any kind of food that's, as much as I, I love some of the restaurants here that are New Orleans based, it's going to be better in New Orleans. Yeah. Just, that's, you know what? Louisiana is better at, at certain types of food than us. You know what's a, uh, was it, now that I'm talking about fried chicken, one of the, the terrible travesties of COVID was uh, Sam's Fried Chicken and Donuts in the Heights. Mm. Did you guys ever go there? Yes. Nope. It was fantastic, and it closed down for good. They had the greasiest chicken, and it was so delicious. The donuts were kind of meh, but 
It was a nice concept, and you could get a chicken sandwich on donuts, which tasted really good. But yeah, I'm not a donut guy, but I, I like the chicken. Their chicken was man. Good, we we man. lost that. We lost a lot of uh, no. It was Lee's fried? Was it Lee's or Sam's? I thought it was Sam's. I think it was Lee's, and then it changed to Sam's. I'm not sure. I, I know what you're talking about, though. I know where it was. The, yeah. the chicken and donut place that was in the Heights is now, is now closed. Um, yeah, I'm saying it, it, they did change from Lee's fried chicken to uh, to to Sam's. Right. Oh, it says Michael Sam Brooks brought Lee bought Lee's pie pizza and starfish. Uh, so they changed the names to all those things. Ah. Man, that was a good spot. Damn shame, friend. Boy, we Damn lost, shame. We've lost a lot of good spots. I know. Thanks to the Rona. So, you know, it, it, at one point, I think we ought to... You know what? I, I'm just going to throw this out there. For deaths tomorrow, if we don't like the deaths, <laughs> let's go pull all the best restaurants and bars from Houston that we lost during the COVID just and celebrate that. sad. Why, what is that noise? I don't know. I was going to go check here in a minute. Sounds like uh, like when your wife leaves her vibrator on on the bedside table and it's just humming. I don't know about that, but it sounds like when your wives do that. <laughs> um, Not that I would know. We have uh, Glenn next segment? I believe so. I'm okay. just got to Tyler, make sure he's got the microphone set up. Glenn loves coming to our conversations right after I've been talking about wives' vibrators laying around. That's his favorite thing. Well, uh, let's see if the Dynamo fan base is stimulated. <laughs> Quick break. It's a blitz on ESPN 97.5-92.5. This is the Blitz on ESPN 97.5. You are listening to The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. First and foremost, I will reiterate that thought. thought. I, I, I see no reason why the Dynamo cannot be at the top of the MLS table and contending for championships every year. Um, I will dedicate the resources necessary for them to succeed. Uh, how those resources are allocated is going to be a function of collaboration and input from Coach Ramos and Matt Jordan, um, and uh, and we'll arrive at the best decisions for the overall benefit of the club. And we're back on the Blitz, new Dynamo owner, and uh, judging from Twitter, well, before we get to that, Soccer Matters with Glenn Davis next out at Hugh O'Connor's, so go see Glenn. I will be uh, out there next week, but uh, Glenn, judging from Twitter, people seem excited. You got a new president. You've uh, got a new player that they're bringing in. Your, your impressions of the new ownership group in, in, uh, as they were introduced today. So that soundbite you just ran, um, I, I think that's the one that every fan would be thinking about uh, wanting to hear from a potential new, new owner. So he's committed to investment there. He did it publicly. He did it right off the top. Uh, he's a very articulated, studied guy, uh, in my opinion. I, he was the big star of the whole press conference um, and, and he made the commitment to investment, and, and I think that's what fans want to hear right now. And um, there's nothing in me that says, why shouldn't I believe him? Um, because I do believe this is a, an incredible opportunity for anybody coming in to be an owner of this team in Houston. I, I don't think it's ever 
realized its potential in the new MLS now, which, you know, includes 27 teams. So, um, no, this was, this was a big win for Ted Siegel. I'm looking forward to having him on the show here uh, at 720. Yeah, see, I knew you would push that because I saw you tweet that out. So, yeah, you get a chance to uh, – uh, I'll be listening to that on the way home because I'll be curious to hear what he says. But it, it does sound like they're spending some money uh, to bring in this player from, from Turkey, I believe. Yeah, the guy's name is Teenage Hadebi. He's a, he's a center back. Um, that's the other thing. He came right out and he, he said, look, um, th- this deal with Teenage Hadebi who's playing in Turkey – uh, this thing pending visa is going to come through. You're going to have another center back to go along with Tim Parker. He comes out and he says, look, we just gave Tim Parker a three-year deal. Um, that's obviously probably Tab Ramos going to him and saying, look, this is a guy you've got to lock up and have be a big fundamental piece of this team in the future. So, uh, and then he announces Jamie Roots coming in as, uh, uh, I think, the CEO. Uh, so, um, you know, here's a guy who gets up there and boom, 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 boom puts out a couple of things already to a fan base. I think it's exciting. And, uh, you know, Jamie, obviously, people don't – I don't know if people remember this, but he, he was in the MLS before the Texans, correct? Yeah, Columbus crew. He was there with uh, Lamar Hunt, helped get that first stadium up. Um, you know, MLS is a lot different than the league he was in back then. There's no question about that. But, yeah, Jamie's got uh, the experience there and obviously bringing all the content of international games uh, through uh, Lone Star Sports and Entertainment out at uh, Energy. And, and maybe this is something that I'll, I'll get from listening to your show, but it, it seems like every, everybody was energized by this, at least looking at the, at the uh, Twitter.com, as AJ calls it. How fast do you think this uh, kind of brings back some of the fans who were maybe pretty frustrated? Yeah, I think there'll probably be some wait and see, but I think there's some general excitement. I, you know, I, th- I think we have to remind ourselves this has been – driven into the ground, I'm sorry, but I have to be very honest here, and that's how I've done it with my audience. But, you know, it has been knocked down quite a lot of pegs, the MLS product in a city like this that has 8 million people proper and is full of soccer fans. So um, it will take some coming back, but uh, this is a great first start to it. Uh, I don't think there's any question about that. I think the other thing we have to remember is is I'm really hoping uh, Ted Siegel and, and are going to get out in the community, you know, now that the pandemic is lifted, when that is right, to get into all these ethnic pockets around the city and, and really tap into the mother load of the vein of all these people from around the world that love the sport. Um, you know, we have to have a big global expansive mindset when it comes to Houston. And he made that very clear. He, he, he also went to that place of, of, of diversity. And, and, and I'm not throwing anybody under the bus, but, um, you know, we, we've been... We've been mired in mediocrity uh, and even below mediocrity. Is there something that that Austin is doing right that Houston isn't? Or, or like, is that just a, a sort of a, a result of there's no other pro game in Austin, so everyone's grabbing on to this thing? Or, or are they doing something special with that? Because, I mean, there's you cannot avoid the buzz about this Austin soccer team. I, I mean, it's every, everyone is ta- everybody's wearing their gear. It is the talk of the town. Yeah. What's the difference? Yeah, I, that's a really good point. And, and look, um, the difference is a couple of things. Um, first off, they're new. Um, but I will tell you, the group that came in with Anthony Precourt and that whole soccer club led by the president, Andy Lochnane, these guys totally zoned in on Austin, Texas, what it is to be an Austinite. They involved the hiring of people locally. Uh, they also have... Uh, 
dipped into, you know, the whole music scene, the whole craft beer scene, all of those things. But, you know, they've hired a great coach in Josh Wolf. They've hired a legend in Claudio Reyna as a sporting director. They, you know, they, they, they aren't skimping on that. Now, is there some freshness and newness and novelty to things? Sure. There was this, it, there was when the Dynamo returned. The novelty of professional soccer returning pulled people into the stadium. Then they found out they got gifted the best team in the league back then. All right, that went on to win two titles. It was a 12-team league then. It's a 27-team league now. You have to do other things as an organization. So to your point, AJ, yes, I think all of those things are factors, but none can be a bigger factor than the people with the vision and the people doing the hiring and running things. And I think I'm feeling that this is what we're going to get with Ted Siegel. I, I, I think it's... I think this could be a tipping point for us to getting this thing back on track. And, Glenn, maybe he, he addressed this in his press conference, or, or maybe it's something that, uh, that you guys will talk about later on the show. But uh, uh, there's a void right now in terms of, of sports in this city. I mean, other than the Astros, the, the Rockets are, are, are invisible. The Texans are garbage. There's a chance for somebody to come in and pick up that void. Uh, and I, I guess hiring a guy like Jamie Roots are probably a little cognizant of that. Yeah, I think so. And Jamie's got a soccer background as well. He's obviously got connection. He's got contacts. He's got intelligence. Uh, I think this is a great move for the Dynamo to hire Jamie um, and, and to bring him in with, with all the expertise and experience he has. So, you know, there, there can be your face of the franchise uh, in some ways. Um, and look, uh, today to announce all these things, including Jamie, is a wonderful thing. Well, I'm glad to hear a little excitement in your voice over this, and I'm uh, looking forward to your interview. What else you got on the show tonight? I'm sure there'll be some uh, Euro talk. Well, I've got uh, Euro talk. I got Don Garber, the MLS commissioner, did an interview with him earlier in the day. I asked him about the Houston market. We'll have that on. I've got the three coaches of, uh, of U of H, Rice, and Texas A&M, the women's coaches, coming in here tonight. They're going to be in here live, so uh, we're, we're going to have some real fun. You know, and, and I do want to say one thing. Tab Ramos, who is the coach of the Houston Dynamo right now, um, he's enhanced this roster. So Ted Siegel can be perfect for him because if they get one or two, you know, designated player type guys that they invest in, they could platform this team on the field really, really quickly. I'm, I'm very impressed with what Tab Ramos has done here in a short amount of time, unlike any of the other managers that were here in the last couple of years. All right, Glenn, appreciate the time and, uh, lots of stuff like that coming up next on soccer matters. And, uh, it's Hugh O'Connor. It's Hugh O'Connor's. Get your butt out there. Support my man, uh, Glenn Davis. Have a pint for me, Glenn. Yeah, have, I will. Uh, we're going to get Tyler on one, too, I think. All right. All right nice. Tyler will drink some pints now. All right. That's going to wrap it up for us. <laughs> <He's laughing. laughs> great job. Uh, great job, Glenn. Appreciate you, man. Thank you, guys. Great job, Aaron. Pretty good job, AJ. Thank you. I'll take pretty good. That was decent today. We will do it again tomorrow. Till then, stay sports, you bitches. Take me far from here. Yeah. Yeah. ESPN 97.5.